Guys, we're back for another exciting episode of the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play. This is fun and because, one, I've been trying to get tonight's guest on for about three years, and we finally <laughs> found a time. I had to move to the other side of the country to make the time zones work because she does traffic in the mornings and she does golf in the afternoons. But we got her. She's here, and I'm excited for tonight's guest. We missed last week, and I'm sorry that we missed last week because I was really pumped about that show, too. We had Darren King from the Alzora Golf Club. But with like a 12-hour time difference and him being in Osman, the connections just didn't work. But we're going to get him rescheduled. We'll get him back on the show. But tonight, I'm excited because we've got Danielle Tucker. And she's coming from an island in the middle of the Pacific tonight. And <laughs> I am, I'm just one. It's really cool to, to finally meet this person because I've, I've seen her online. And we've connected via Twitter. And like we, we know each other online, right? But we've never like yeah. met. So it's fun to be able to see her and to have her on the show. But before we get started... This episode, as all episodes of the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play, are presented by Eat Sleep Golf. We're doing a lot of promotion for Hashtag The Oven 17 coming up. That's going to be hitting the ground here. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming about that. We just confirmed a new sponsor that's going to be doing a vodka tasting. I'm not going to give you all the details yet because I don't even know the complete realm of the details, but we're going to have a vodka tasting at some point during that event. And I was talking to Borderlands Brewing Company the other night, and they're getting excited to have the honorary starters come down and brew the beer. So... Lots of really cool things happening leading up to that. Eat Sleep Golf is involved in pretty much all of it. So let's just make sure that we go visit Eat Sleep Golf's website and check them out. But tonight, Danielle Tucker is coming to us from the Golf Club Radio Show. And we have a lot of stuff to talk about. We only have 30 minutes to talk about it. But before I try to explain what it is and what she does, she just told me she's been doing this for 19 years. So that's a long time to be doing podcasting. So I'm just going to introduce her and let her introduce what she does. So Danielle, welcome to the Hashtag Wednesday Match Play. This is really a pleasure because um, you're, oh dear, I'm going to have to turn my phone off. I really apologize for the interruption, but it's just not going to work. There we go. I thought I muted it and I hadn't. There. All right. My name is Danielle Tucker. <laughs> it's an honor meeting you. You're a fun person. It's so much better in person than on Twitter and Facebook, but even then it's fun. Um, Okay, I started 19 years ago, and it was an interesting transition. I was working in a, the Pacific Golf Academy, an indoor practice facility, and all the newest and greatest machines had just come out. Remember, this is like 97, 98, and people were finally discovering, wow, you can learn how to play golf indoors and use these machines. They'll show you different tar targets to take on, and I was managing it. A radio station said, hey, we'd like you to advertise. And we said, actually, the owner said, how about if we do just an hour show? Now, I'd never done talk show. And I certainly had never done a golf-specific talk show. I'd done a lot of radio, a lot of uh, music, music radio. I was the number one uh, co-host of a morning show here in Hawaii. And um, it was, you know, it was great. We were hot. We did hot music. We did clubs. We did all sorts of stuff. But talking golf for an hour and not having a whole bunch of spots to go say, okay, we'll be back after this, bam. No, I had to be on it. So that was nerve-wracking. First thing I did the morning of the show is I called every golf course that would answer the phone so I could get tee times. In case I had nothing to say, I could read the list and if you want to go play here, there's a tee time at 10.10. <laughs> so uh, that's how it started, and I don't know, 19 years have gone by, and I'm still doing the golf show, and it's awesome. I'm, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm on everywhere I can be. SoundCloud, it's um, five radio stations 
um, one on each island. Oahu has two, an AM and an FM. And then on Hilo, that's the big island uh, where the volcano is. It's awesome. They can't hear anything on the other side of that volcano because nothing goes through it. So you have to have a radio station in Hilo for Hilo. And they've got a huge golf audience over there. There's one on Maui, Kone, and then on Kauai and two on Oahu. So that's pretty much my story. And I'll be going to do traffic reports in, in just a couple of minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> well, 19 years later, and here you are giving an interview about what you've done over those 19 years. So, and, and I, I've been to Hawaii and I've been to every island but one. And the, you know, the traffic reports are, you know, I, I can't imagine there anything less than just it's it's slow. There's a wreck on this road. Like island time is a real thing for anybody that's not been to Hawaii. Like nobody's in a rush to go anywhere because where are you gonna go? Like it's well, it's it's changed, Ricky. That may be Kauai and the Big Island and Maui, but on Oahu it takes sometimes two hours to go, which should take twenty minutes. So I'm constantly I'm on a lot of radio stations and television in the afternoon. So you've got a lot of stuff to talk about. You cover the PGA Tour, the LPGA Champions, like all of it. You cover it all. So as in your role, do you prefer covering PGA or LPGA, or does it really matter to you? I Not now. and It never really has. One of my favorite live shows, I mean on-location shows, was doing an LPGA event. The Mitsubishi uh, Electric was fun. But over on the Big Island, Annika Sorenstam was there, and it was, it was great. It was interesting seeing the, the styles of clothing that the women were wearing. It looked so much like what the guys were wearing, and that was a long time ago, and things have changed. So that's, that's an exciting evolution. What's even more exciting is how the LPGA has come on, and it's sometimes, this last weekend, the leaderboard and the play on the LPGA was much more exciting than on the PGA Tour. And that, that to me was like, yes, this is, Lilia Coe wasn't even at the top of the leaderboard and we're all, it was, it was great, great, great stuff. But I, I love the PGA Tour. I love the, uh, what's happening on the European Tour, the LET Tour, it's all coming together. And I would love there to be a world golf tour. When I started, there was no concept of global golf. Global golf was just something that when people were talking about back here, Let's globalize the game. You know, now we're all growing the game. That's a whole different subject. But I, uh, that, you know, we need to grow the game when they're between 18 and 30, because we're easy to keep them in with their parents or dropping them off at the schools, uh, the, the golf schools. To keep them in the game after they graduate from college or high school is is really the challenge I think now. But I'm getting way too serious, Ricky. That's okay. Hey, that's that's all right. Now. <laughs> There are a couple of tour events that come to Hawaii. When those do happen, and at True Managed Kapalua, they have the Tournament of Champions every year. Do you go to those events? And what's what's your what's your tour schedule like? Uh, my tour schedule: I, I show up on Thursday, and I do my show on Saturday. It's always Saturday morning. It's seven a.m. I'm inside the media center. I gather as many people who aren't on the golf course playing to join me to talk about the game. Um, Gary Planos was there um, a lot, a wonderful, wonderful man. They just celebrated his life at a tournament. Um, it was a get-together at Kapalua. And um, Jerry King comes over. He used to be at, you know, the plantation course, um, Kapalua Golf Academy. He's at McKenna. Uh, he always announces on the first tee. It's like old home week uh, coming together at Kapalua at the plantation course. 
we have the Sony Open. There were seven, and I started with the Grand Slam of Golf on Kauai, and it was nonstop from November until the Mitsubishi Electric on the Big Island, pretty much. Now, the Lotte's coming in April. I do a couple of events that are considered uh, the top class events locally. I keep myself on the road as much as possible. That's I've been awesome. to a couple, yeah, a couple on the mainland. It's just... Uh, Went to Augusta. I'm a Golf Writers Association of America member. So I was there for the Wednesday meeting and then I walked Augusta National. And that's it, a workout. It's a workout. Oh, no kidding. You watch it on television. It's like two dimensional. You don't see the hill, you know? You're, you're, and then you're way up above and you're wide looking down. It's like, this is amazing. And I was by myself. I wanted to be alone and just kind of feel it, kind of absorb it. And it's uh, it's an amazing, an amazing place. Yeah. Well, we need to get you to Naples so you can do the very, it's not that hilly at Tiburon, but it's it's a pretty special place. So I, I think we need to get you down here to Naples. I love so, that. Who is Rick Gray? Tell me about him. Rick Gray has been in the business of uh, rock and roll and clothing. He, had, he came out of the army back in, uh, Oh, he probably doesn't want me to say. He came out of the army, started a store, Stone Free was the name of the store. Had a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a lot of clothes. And it was a little shop. All the girls went there to get their clothes before a concert. So if Santana was going to play, that kind of gives you a time frame. Then uh, the girls were going to go to his store to buy their clothes because he had the hottest. He'd go to the mainland for a couple of months the mainland being like San Francisco, New York, and check out what was hot there, see what's happening uh, in Europe. Sometimes you'd find that you'd bring something in and it would be too soon, way too soon, even for LA. And then a year later, you'd have it in the warehouse and then you bring it out, they're like, yes, that's such hot stuff. You know? <laughs> so he's just been, now he's in uh, renovation and, and uh, hotel management does buildings, renovate, renovates buildings, interiors, lots of stuff. And golf is a passion. So for me, like, I don't actually earn a living doing this show. I don't know a lot of people in the periphery of golf that make a lot of money doing the show. Um, so but that's not really why we do it, is it? Right? Yeah. We do it because it's the greatest game ever played, and we're trying to exactly. grow it every, every way we can. Exactly. So Eats of Golf, they present this show every week, and they bring in a bunch of great questions. And this is a really good question, and I, I saw this just recently. You're flipping around your website. Is your merchandise section on your website says coming soon. So you have merchandise coming soon. What kinds of items are you thinking you're going to put there and that you're going to sell in that space? We found that uh, through some M, somebody who's been very instrumental in trying to help me um, develop things. I haven't changed that website in years. And she said, Danielle, it's time for you to – upgrade um she told me that i can you get some clothing shirts hats clubs and it can be logoed and you don't have to buy stock so it can be as per someone orders it they can order it and that, that's a big it's huge because you can't buy a bunch of shirts and things they may have be outdated by the time your stock sells so that's one of the things that i'm thinking of i'm not sure what else it's it's all in the process I may have been doing this for 19 years, but I haven't been merchandising for 19 years. That's Rick Gray's specialty. <laughs> so you have a ton of Twitter followers. One, what do you attribute that success to? 
Two, what other networks, Facebook and Instagram, et cetera, are you using? And three, when in the heck are we going to see you in the Google Plus Golf community? Because it's got 25,000 members that just want to hear from you. Okay. Um, why? Let's start with number one. Why do I have almost 11,000 followers? I don't, I've lost count. I love them all. Um, I started in 08 with Twitter. It was really small. There was a small group of people. We were kind of getting to know each other. We were laughing. We'd watch an event together. We'd comment on what we were seeing. I think I have followers because I like to elevate people. I'm, I'm not there to um, really you know, espouse some great philosophy, although there's times when I may do that. But I, I really like to make people feel good about what they're doing. And I, I hope that that's kind of reflected. And so other people watching or listening rather and, and reading will go, oh, cool, look at that person's doing. I, I get excited about that. Some of my favorite guests are uh, entrepreneurs who've been in a basement somewhere developing some product and come out to the PGA show and they turn into a hit, an overnight hit. It's like, oh, wow, did you get that product? That's really cool. And they've been, you know, trying little models and knitting things or whatever it is they're doing <laughs> to create it. There are great stories out there. Uh, yeah. And as far as Facebook, I have two Facebook accounts. One is for golf and I like asking questions on Facebook. People love to like, what do you think about Tiger coming back? I mean, do you care? And it's, it's always 50, 50. And then they, why bother? Why is he bothering? Why is he coming back? And the others are like, yes, we want him to come back. There's a lot of interconnection on Facebook where people will call each other out. Sometimes I delete them if they get, you know, in that ugly mode when they start literally calling themselves out uh, or each other out rather. Um, for Google plus, I, I just need to, Put that into my circuit. It's hard when you have a 13-year-old on top of everything else. You know, I'm, he wants to play soccer now. He plays golf. Lordy. <laughs> He's 13, so he probably has an iPhone. You can maybe, like, teach him and let him be, like, your voice on Google+. Well, Plus. Like, He'll be my marking guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can totally see that. Well, whenever you are ready to join and come into the Google Plus Golf community, all of us are going to welcome you with open arms. Cause, well, now that well, I know you, Ricky, I definitely have to join. Awesome. Okay. What in the world is the clubhouse? I see that on your website, but I don't even know what that means. The clubhouse, the clubhouse is the golf club. We're a club of people. We're together. The golf club. I was, people said, what's the name of your show? This was 19 years ago. I thought, ah, the name of my show, <laughs> the name of my, well, I want to bring people together and we are the golf club. We're the golf, that's it. Do you get it now? Does that make, does that make sense? Right it now does. we're in we're in the clubhouse. You're, you're in my clubhouse. I'm in your clubhouse. So that's really funny and good timing because just this week, I just, out of nowhere, I was like, hey, Google Plus Golf Community needs a GM. It needs a director of golf. It needs a golf professional. And Bernard Sheridan from Impact Zone Golf here in Naples at Tiburon Golf Club was the one that reached out and said, hey, let, I'm going to be the head pro. Like, I want to post content and be like a voice and a, and a, a thought leader for, for that in that space. So yeah. That very point, how you treat what you're doing as a golf club, the golf community is just that. So we'll eventually have a director of food and beverage that posts trends and new things and recipes and stuff yes. with yes. golf-related stuff. And Dan Attaway, who's actually my golf professional, was all for it. He's like, yeah, let's do it because it's going to shake things up. It's different. It's unique. It's creative. And it 
makes sense. People know what a GM does. And somebody said that, that I should be the GM. And I'm like, no, I'm the owner. I need to have a GM that's in place. So, like, totally comparing it to a golf club. So I really, really dig that. So how do you pick guests for your show? Like, what's that process like? The event of the week has something to do with it, whether it be a local event or whether, like, the, the Mid-Pac Country Club, Mid-Pacific Country Club, puts on a couple of things in the spring. One is the Jenny K, that's the top amateurs, in, and it's huge. And Mid-Pac Open is one of the top local events. So it's professional and amateurs coming together. Um, for, you know, it's easy. Let's take the Masters. You know, who do I know? I want to get somebody that I know on the inside who's been writing for a long time. Let's say Ron Syrak. He's a guest. And then I have John Huggan represents the UK. And then I want to get somebody who can talk about the travel within. That's always been kind of my idea of bringing it. Then there, I might have someone who's just brought out a new product or some trend that's happening because it's the masters. Um, and I'll go to someone who's been in the community a long time and be involved in the peripheral of the of the golf world but is always centric before we were on the air we were talking about how a lot of times there are people who who aren't in the middle they're not the top names but they're so critical to all the things that are happening in golf out they're on the edge you don't see them the, the staff of the white house not the white house chief of staff but the operations person She's responsible for all the ops within the White House. Does anybody know her name? No. In fact, under, no. under Obama, she did it for years. And then she all of a sudden was on Charlie Rose and she goes, I never thought my name would be in public. I'm just the operations person for the White House. Hello. <laughs> so that, that's, those are fun people to talk to because they have inside stories that you don't get from anybody else. And I enjoy that. And then there are days when I have no idea what's going to happen and somebody will drop out. And then all of a sudden it just all weaves together. And I have this amazing show. And I, I, when you talk about people, Claude Brousseau, he's a golf channel lead coach. He's one of my instructors, Jason Digert from golf tech, who's actually teaching me after I had back surgery to bring my game back. He's a regular on my show. I bring outside information because sometimes a, a different golf instructor will have a different way of explaining something. And when it comes to radio and hearing somebody talk about a putt or a chip, you know, it's like, how can you explain that in radio? Well, you can, and you can, and then I'll get to feel it. And then I can feel that movement and I can describe it from my chair or I can stand up in the studio and go, Oh, right. I get that. You know, that's, that's a lot of fun. So uh, and and Golf Kitchen is something we talk about recipes. Uh, Diana DeLucia with her book called Golf Kitchen is fantastic. She has introduced me to chef from all over, um, whether it's Wingfoot or Kiowa or um, Royal Isabella. These guys that have been on the show recently, it's it's just marvelous. So I, I love what you're doing because I'm. I, you know, I must be following in your footsteps, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, trust me. I'm following in yours because I love what you're doing. And to that very point, if you have guests that are from the events at tour events, so come November when the CME is at Tiburon, I'm available. Come hey. December when the shootout is at Tiburon, I'm available. And Rick Moore, our executive chef, is he's been all over the world. He's studied in France and California and all over the place. He does some ridiculous items. So I'm just going to volunteer him up. So anytime you need somebody to talk about food, Brent, 
is your guy. Now, as a guest, what makes a good guest on your show? Like, what's that look like? Do you have guests that are just like, oh, cool? And then do you have guests that blow you away? Or in your eyes, what makes a good quality guest? It's interesting. Uh, some guests I don't want to ask back because they turn it into their podcast. So all of a sudden, I'm talking with them, and then they're off like for seven minutes, and I can't have a conversation. I, I say this because the conversation is really what makes the show. And if we can go off, Michael Patrick Shields is a perfect example. He's the host of Michigan Big Show, and he's written books about golf, and uh, he wrote a book with Trump. Um, and so he goes and travels, and he, he plays a little golf. He loves golf. Ben Wright, you know Ben. He used to be on, on television until he said something inappropriate about him. And that was a silly thing to say, but he didn't mean it meanly, you know, it wasn't mean spirited, but he got canned for it. So when Michael Patrick Shields is on, we'll talk about St. Patrick's Day. We'll talk about recovering from St. Patrick's Day. We'll talk about a great golf course. And then I'll say, why did you go to Thailand? And he said, well, part of it was for the elephant polo. And I'm like, say again, elephant polo. <laughs> so golf golfers and I have to tell my sponsors because I have to get sponsors to pay for my show I tell my sponsors golfers eat we need to sleep somewhere we need to drive a car we need to eat again and then we need to go somewhere and then we need to play rounds and we need to wear stuff and we need to all of those things are part of being a golfer and having a, a significant other, other with you uh, she might get a kick or he might get a kick out of being up on an elephant <laughs> So that's that's um, what makes a show. It's the conversation. It's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Now I I have to know there are so many podcasts out there. I listen to about ten of them. I mean, Dave Ramsey is three hours of my day daily, and I listen to like I was telling you before we went live. I'm obsessed with dance music, so there's like five to seventeen different EDM podcasts I listen to. Besides yours, do you listen to any other podcasts? And if so, which ones? Um, not regularly. I don't like listening to other people's podcasts because I don't want to be polluted. <laughs> I want, I listen to golf news. I love golf central. I enjoy uh, morning drive on golf channel because I'm getting ready at three o'clock in the morning. I'm up and I'm listening. They're all, they're done already. Right. So I can fast forward through the commercials and, and, <laughs> and still get what's happening. But I don't necessarily want to formulate my opinions around what somebody else is saying. Um, there is a podcast out of England which just left my brain. And the guy is a Lawrence Donegan, I think it is. And yeah, and uh, John Huggin. And I like hearing European opinion because they're not afraid to just rip it. You know, and I can use that information and then maybe not soften it so much as just incorporate it into other ways of thinking about things. And I think that's that's what's cool about the globalization of golf is there's there's other ways of looking at something that we may not have thought of it's being that we're the center of the universe, you know, the United States. <laughs> that's awesome. So people can register to win prizes on your website, and yes. I, I like prizes. So what yes. kinds of prizes are you giving away? How often are you giving them away? Like, what's, what's that look like for you? 
every week and you can't win more than once every six months. That gives everybody a chance. And the prizes have to do with somebody might send me something to try out. Well, I can't use all of this stuff, so maybe that'll be a part of it. Or golf balls, or clothing, or a shirt. I don't, it all depends what's in the, we used to call it in radio when I was in rock and roll radio, it was called the prize closet. You never knew what was in the prize closet, but there was something in there that somebody was going to like a lot, you know, whether it was a t-shirt or whether it was a poster or it didn't matter. So our tickets to a concert, I will do my best to make sure that, you know, it's, I don't know a lot of people who don't want golf balls. Um, and even if you don't necessarily like the brand, you can always be the one that can give them to people. Uh, <laughs> everybody's got their favorites. Well, if you saw my golf game right now, I might need the golf balls, and I it's bad. I, I now understand what Tiger is going through. Like, I get it. The 90-yard push, I get it now after last week. I don't want to talk about how bad my – I almost quit golf, to give you an idea. I could have been so focused on this show. I just – I almost quit the game. Like, I say that jokingly, but not really, but kind of. So you have several sponsors on the uh, on your website and for the podcast, and you mentioned them already. So who are some of your key sponsors, and how are they helping you and – helping you develop what you're doing and trying to push you forward? My key sponsors are people who like the game and like having their name out there. Creative Plumbing is one of my key sponsors. Isn't that funny? You know, it's like you talk about it should be some great golf course complex, but golf course complexes have been the least willing to spend dinero on my show. So Poipu Bay, Poipu Bay Golf Course, has been a staunch supporter for over 10 years. I, I could count on them from, I mean, and that's amazing to have a sponsor for that long. So I love my guys over at Poipu Bay for always having my back. And it started with the grandson of golf and the PGA of America saying, yeah, we want to advertise on your show when we come. And then Poipu Bay picked it up from there. So that's awesome. The PGA Tour, kudos, man. Thanks so much because again, I couldn't do the show if it weren't for people who actually sent me a check so I could send the radio station the check to pay for the airtime. So it's awesome. Sony, whenever they're in town, PGA Tour. Uh, Kapalua, it's awesome. Whoever's sponsoring, I'm just, I can't tell you how much that means to me. Um, and then, as I said, Creative Plumbing. There have been people in the past, uh, Hawaiian Airlines has sponsored. You'll love this story, okay? There's a gal in Hilo. She's an older lady, and she's wonderful, and she listens, and she sends me cookies, and she's, like, really, really into listening to the show. And she wins our five-year anniversary trip to Las Vegas. Las Vegas is the ninth island here. You know, we, everybody goes to Vegas to, to blow their – it's called uh, Lost Wages when you go because you're not going to come home with any money. So unless, of course, you're really lucky, and then you're the talk of the town – she wins the trip and she calls me and she says in this very meek, very sweet voice, she says, Danielle, I said, yes. And she said, I don't play golf. Can I still win the prize? <laughs> she had won the prize. Of course you can, you know, but she was, she felt like she was cheating because she wasn't a golfer, but she enjoyed listening to the golf show. So that was awesome. That's really cool. Oh, that's cool. So there are a lot of great courses in Hawaii. You've mentioned one, Kapalua, that is a Troon course, and I have to favor the Troon side just a little bit. We've got Prince Phil Mackay on Kauai. We've got the King Command Golf Club. We've got a lot of exposure there. 
Yeah. You get to one, do you play a lot of those courses? And two, what are some of your favorites just to visit if you're not even playing? I love visiting Kapalua. It's it's the area because you're so far from everything. But then going to Wailea is awesome. McKenna, now that it's if it's privatized, <laughs> sounds funny, but um, it's a really beautiful golf course and it's on the edge of a state park. So you are, you know, if you're interested in getting a private uh, club membership in, in Hawaii, McKenna would really be the one that redoing the hotel. It's amazing. I play golf, not 18 holes. Uh, my body can't take 18 yet. I play as many as I can without feeling like I'm going to hurt myself again. Not again, as much as strain it and make it painful. Um, I love the Rahawine Country Club. Mike Bailey was here on a fam trip and went to the Rahawine Country Club. We met when he was in Vegas, oh no, Arizona. And I think it was a Troon fam trip um, to several different courses, including Whirlwind. And I love the Whirlwind courses. I felt- Me too, they're my, they're my home courses. I may not live in Arizona anymore, but those are my two home courses. Amazing. It's an amazing feeling playing there. You're, there's something about being small and the sky is so huge and it's, you're just looking over this river and it's, it's very spiritual. And I had the same experience at the Prince course. Prince Will Mackay is gorgeous. I played the Prince course when it first opened. There were no houses on that course. And there was just a foursome and we, I, we played a scramble format, okay. I can't necessarily hit it across the ravine, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I love I love golf. Uh, Turtle Bay is another one. Mm. I'm tweeting. I'm sorry, I can't. I have to apologize. I'm tweeting Mike right now that you're talking about him because he was just here. I just played golf with him last week. And, <laughs> Say hi. <laughs> and I'm tweeting him to make sure that you see tonight's hashtag Wednesday match play because she's talking about you and Whirlwind Golf. <laughs> is that? I'm sorry. That's so well. So you, you've mentioned all of the Troon properties in Hawaii except for King Kamehameha. And I know nothing – I've not been to King Kamehameha yet, but that clubhouse is just absurd. Like, is it as impressive as it looks in pictures? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty iconic clubhouse. You know who that was made for, don't you? I do. And I, I'm – is it, is it the original one or was it redone? Because no. I've heard it's the original one? Well, it's, it's – I don't know what they've added on to it, but it's the basic – the look of it is exactly the way he designed it for Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, it was her getaway. I don't know that she ever got away to it. There have been a lot of um, Elizabeth Taylor has come to um, Hawaii to get away, and there was a place in Portlock where she would go. Uh, she also spent some time. Um, President Kennedy's uh, Jackie Kennedy came to Hawaii and stayed on Coconut Island. So some very, very um, special women have come to Hawaii to get away, and I'm not sure that she really liked the remoteness of it, but I know she liked the building and she was extremely impressed. It is a gorgeous golf course. And I'm not sure how often they allow non-members to play, but the Kahili course right next door, it's a it's the same property, one's public, one's private. Yes. They keep the Kahili course in excellent condition as well. So you should go play it. Everybody who plays it loves it. Okay. You twisted my arm. Yes, good. No. Good. Now, I didn't tell you before we went live, this was going to fly by, and we are already over time, but we got to get to the back nine. But one more question before we jump into the back nine is talk about the show. When do people, I mean, you said 7 a.m., so if it's any day, 7 a.m., I'm out. I'll have to check in on SoundCloud. But how do people tune into the show, when and where, and what can they 
What can they find online? Yeah, Radio Golf Club is my website, and you can listen to the show live streaming. So 7 a.m. in Hawaii is 10 o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, and it is 1 o'clock in the afternoon on the East Coast. Is that oh, right? Oh, I'm by then. That's fine. <laughs> okay. It's 6 o'clock in the evening in the U.K. I have a lot of U.K. listeners, and um, one of my entrepreneurs is Oliver, and he's awesome. And he's still plugging at it. He, he came out with an excellent, this is a warning to entrepreneurs. Be careful who you accept as partners and make sure that the, the contract that you sign is ironclad. He lost something that was really valuable to him and that even the LPGA was using. And now he's looking for some other outlet to get back into the entrepreneurial game of golf. Um, so my radio website. RadioGolfClub.com. I'm on SoundCloud under the Golf Club. I'm on uh, TuneIn. I'm on iTunes, um, and of course on my website. And another one is Stitcher Radio. If you go to Stitcher Radio, you can ask for, and it's always listed for some reason. Computers drop the. It's like not saying the Beatles. I'm sorry, the Beatles go together. You don't drop the out of the Beatles. But today the computers drop the out of the golf club so it's listed as golf club radio show okay so that's what you have to look for and it's on TuneIn, itunes and stitcher and soundcloud and on my radio golfclub.com website and you can listen live it's archived there it's on mp3 you can zip right through those spots <laughs> i also do podcasts like little uh, mini pods i call them show spotlights and when I'm talking about you, Ricky, I'll do a mini spotlight on you, and it'll be just Ricky talking, and and that's and I put that out too, so that's edited down. Awesome. That's sure. Yes. So it's easy to find you, is what you're saying. I think so. Yes. Easy to find you. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. This has been awesome. But before I let you go, we got nine just fun questions that are about you and golf and your relationship with golf. So are you ready for the back nine? I think so. Not ready? just golf, because it's about Hawaii too. What is your favorite okay. island? The Big Island, absolutely. Really? See, yeah. I, I, I like the volcano side. We went all the way down and don't tell anybody, but I have still to this day, I have some of the black sand on my desk at work because it, I remember that more than anything. I know you're not supposed to talk about it. I, and I, she has some on this side. She's on her desk too, so I wasn't the only one. But I remember the black sand beaches <laughs> and gigantic turtles, so I can give you the Big Island. It's a pretty, okay. pretty cool uh, waterfall you, on that island too. You go to play Hawalalai. And then you talk to me or, or go to Kohanaiki or, and uh, some of the different golf courses that are opening up on that side. You'll, you'll, you'll love it. I might need some Google action for that because I couldn't pronounce that, let alone spell that. Who has the best fish tacos on your island? Oh, Lord. Wahoos. Wahoos. W-O-O-H-O-O. -O -O. So I ate there and I did oh. not have the fish tacos. Now I need to come back and just have the fish tacos. <laughs> now I'm mad. I yes. want tacos. What is your favorite beach in all of Hawaii, not just your island? Um, God, that's it hard. Might be on your island. I mean, I don't know. Yes. Well, I was thinking of Maui, Wailea. There's a little beach, a little cove where I'm not sure what the hotel is that it um, is now, but it's a beautiful hotel. I think it's the Fairmont, Wailea. Gorgeous beach there. But Lanikai. Lanikai on Oahu. My sister lives like right next to Mid Pacific Country Club where Obama likes to play. And right down the street is Lanikai. And when there are no visitors, we don't call them tourists, they're visitors. 
it's an amazing beach. Love that. So there are four of them. Some people think five. What's your favorite PGA Tour major? And if you knew the questions in advance, you'd say the Masters because the next question is about the Masters. Okay, well, yes, I love the Masters. And I, I, it's a hard one between the Open, the Open, and yes, the Masters. Yes, it's not the British Open. Thank you very much yeah, for saying yeah, the Open. Yeah, so it's a, it's a real close one on that. There you go. Okay, now back to the Masters. Who do you think wins? Oh, God. Um, if Rory can get his act together, it would be awesome if Rory McIlroy would to win and have his career grand slam and get over being you know, stuck up at the cabin that, that one horrible year that he was so close and yet so very, very far away. It's, it's interesting that Aussies are winning again and, and seeing Adam Scott. Bubba Watson's been off, so I don't see him repeating. Hideki, you got to put Hideki on your short okay. list, right? Yes, yes, Hideki Matsuyama. Yes, that dude just wins everything he looks at. And it's weird how like he wins so much, but like you don't really like think about it. Like he doesn't win the big tournaments, but yeah, no, no, but he's he's been there twice. Yeah, right. When he won the Asia Pacific, right? So he he knows the course. What is your favorite restaurant on your island? I ah. Uh, all of the restaurants are watching, so you have to be very careful. <laughs> okay, um, the Himalayan in Kaimuki or JJ's in Kaimuki. Kaimuki is this really cool little neighborhood that's kind of like putting itself together again after being the center of uh, the community. The Himalayan is a, is a really nice Tibetan restaurant. The guy grows his own herbs. You talk to your chef about, you know, how they grow their own vegetables or like to pick their own vegetables. Well, he grows his own herbs at home so that the richness, the flavor comes out. And I love that part of, and the Himalayan is really, really comfortable. Uh, JJ's has the best French pastries. My God, that place is dangerous. That's it. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so there are a bunch to choose from. What's your favorite golf movie? And if you say The Legend of Bagger Vance, this interview is over. No. Um, you know, I, I, I suppose I get a kick out of Tin Cup, but that's more a guy's movie. Oh, it's, it, it, well, I guess, yeah, I guess, yeah. Well, just a little bit. <laughs> um, but I like, I like Tin Cup. It's just so silly. And so my significant other told me the other day that she had never seen it. And I stopped the car and I said, we are going home to watch it. And then she proceeded to tell me that for her to watch that, I had to watch all of the Star Wars. So she's never going to see 10 cup and that's okay. I'll just deal with that. Now, you know, you know, we, we have been buddies on, on Twitter for a long time. And now this, I'm excited that we did this. I can't wait to meet you in person, but based on how you answer this next question, it will depend on if we even meet in person because I may just shut the laptop and go to bed. Do you think Tiger breaks Jack's record? Why or why not? I don't like having to say this. I don't like having to say that I don't think he'll beat Jack's record because there have been so many times when Tiger's been out of it and he's actually come back and done something and become player of the year again. But that was a long time ago. And there's something wrapped up in his head right now. I don't think it's so much of a body issue. When he was on television just recently, the guy was excited. But it seems like when he gets into onto the golf course, he's lost his 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 voice back here. And I call it his dad. 
his dad voice, the one that told him that he could do anything, he could be anything, that he was the hottest ever. And he told him that since he was three. And then he could, he could roll with that. And then all of a sudden, he crashed and burned. And he crashed and burned emotionally. And I don't think that crashing and burning emotionally has really healed. And I don't know that it'll you know, ever heal. Um, completely. I don't know that he's forgiven himself, and I think a lot of that baggage comes out when he's under pressure. And I, I, I am nowhere near Tiger Woods. I don't know what I'm talking about. All I can do, seriously, right? What do we know? But um, from my experiences in life, it takes, it takes just jumping out of your skin, jumping out of yourself, and reinventing yourself, and how does Tiger Woods do that? He's got he's to get out and play. He's just got to get out and play. If he doesn't make the cut, he's got to not listen to us. And we're talking about him all the time. And that's a problem. He doesn't. If he sneezes, he breaks the internet. So yeah, yeah. talking about him all the time. Yeah. I would love to see Tiger Woods be Tiger Woods, but he's almost, what, he's 41 years old now? To that point that it's in his head, I am not so certain that this big break with the way he was playing at the beginning of the season when he came back is as much about his back as it is his mental capacity that I think he's just trying to get his mind right. The interviews that he did this week, he was on two different talk shows. He did the book signing in New York. He looks awesome. Like he is ripped. Like he, and of course his shirt was two sizes too small, but he looks good. And I think he plays at Augusta. I think he does. I don't think he wins, but I think he makes the cut. I think he plays. I think he makes the cut. And I think that – and Bernard, the head golf professional of the Google Plus Golf community, Bernard, how good does that sound? That I, sounds awesome. He and I were talking about this today, and he said that he needs a full year of non – no wins. Just go out and play a full schedule yes. before you can win a major. And Chip Essig was on the show a few weeks ago, and he said that if Tiger wins one more, he breaks the record that he gets one more major, that that's going to be enough to put him back at what he needs to do to get to the record. But if he either wins one more and he breaks the record or he's done. And, and I like that answer. I do too. And is it the Masters? He can win in Augusta when he's 55. That dude the, yes. can be in there forever. Yes. So I, I think – and that would be a good next one, I think. Like the media is lower. And, and I wonder, though, that not if, when he wins his next one, what his interview is like. Is it – you know, I played well all week. My back feels good, and I won. Or is it shut up? Here we go. Like, <laughs> is he like aggressive? And he's like, I'm back. Like, I get it that Jordan and Rory and Dustin and Jason are not scared of him, and I don't think that that bothers him as much. And I don't think the fact they hit it 50 yards past him bothers him. But no. you tell me that on Sunday afternoon, if you're on the back nine, and I don't care who you are, if Tiger Woods is in your group or a couple of strokes behind you, that you're not thinking, oh no. There, here he comes. I'm going to play for second because that's Tiger. He didn't forget how to play golf. He's not done, and I think that he comes back and he breaks the record. So I loved your answer, though, because it was more than just no, next. Like, you had a thought, you thought that through. So I appreciate your answer. And your final question of your hashtag Wednesday match play is, what's next? I mean, you've only been doing this for 19 years. You're just getting started, right? Right, exactly. I've redone my website. I'm getting merchandise involved. I've got contests you can win. Get online, radiogolfclub.com. Radiogolfclub.com. It's really simple. And we're just going to keep on having fun. And you're going to be on my show, right? 
I love it. I mean, we've got options. Like, I can come back from the Black Horse renovation that's completed. I can come back whenever the CME is here, the PGA Tour is here. Brent can come on and talk about it. He, he may not be growing herbs in his garden at home, but after tomorrow he's going to be because I'm just going to hand him a pack of seeds and say, figure it out because this is the this is what the cool kids are doing. Hey, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. you got to get out of here and go do traffic. I'm about ready to go make dinner and go to bed because you got six hours on me. So thank you yeah. again. This is going to get shared to Facebook and Twitter. It'll be on Eat Sleep Golf's website. It's going to be posted in the Google Plus Golf community. I look forward to seeing you or your 13-year-old posting on behalf of your golf show in thank the you. Google Plus Golf community. And as always, on the hashtag Wednesday Match Plays, you have to remember to eat, sleep, golf. Okay.